Hello, baby. Oh boy, it's so hot today, man. It's so hot. Uh, it is so hot. It's hot, Mac, in Topeka. Topeka. I'm a hot Yeah, Mac, but I'm not a kid. Classic reference. Yeah. People people still like that show, right? I mean, canonically. (laughs) Canonically? uh, I was was, uh, (laughs) going to say something to to make sure I'm absolved. I was going to say that Frankie was one of my first crushes, man. You got cool. Oh, that's from that shows. That that, that shows. Uh, Yeah. Foster's home. I forgot. I forgot what you, I didn't know uh, what you were referencing. Oh, you don't. You don't. Bum, ba, that's da, like, bum, I don't have yeah, an insight. I don't have a photographic memory. Of, well, believe of me. Cartoons that I watch. Frankie in her date outfit is right here, brother. Is uh, photographed into my. Well, <laughs> the photograph of it is what my brain did of it's the just, episode, and then this in my. This is just my, like regular. Like, you could find naked photos of real women on the internet very easily. <laughs> yeah, but they're not. <laughs> Frankie, okay, Frankie Foster. Okay, and they're not, and and they're not voiced by Gray DeLeslie. Is what I'm saying. Oh, Gray DeLeslie. Yeah, I'd like to Gray think... her DeLeslie. All right. Well, I mean, I guess she's real for you, so I guess that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. She's real for you. She's for real you. to me. Bane's also real. Yeah, I yeah. mean, well, there's cartoon do... Bane, but then there's also real Bane. Yeah. Yeah. So who's you, the voice of Cartoon Bane? You'd want to have Bane? sex with Cartoon Is that Bane. James Adaminian? Where I'd want to have which, sex with real Bane. That's the difference which, between you. No, and but me. like, which one though? Well, okay. I know. I well, the the most recent canonized uh, Bane voice is he looks like the he looks like the the original cartoon one, but his voice is uh, a, a parody of Tom Hardy as Bane. Oh, okay. So not yeah, not, not the like not the Spanish one. You know, you know what he said when in uh, a guy with an MD, uh, mm, medical doctor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't believe I forgot the quote. I was literally, I say it all the time. I say it. I say it all. I mean, maybe the people. And I now it's the gone. Podcast. Are, Fuck, so I was. This, this I, I tried quote? to make it. I was well. Yeah, it's a bad quote. And maybe I was trying to. I, well, that's that's the issue. I was I was trying to hint. I was trying to make a joke out of the uh, out of the quote. But as I was trying to make the 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 more vague con- the A to C connection that I always do, it made me forget the actual thing that I was trying See, to say. See, that's why sometimes you just got to keep it simple, you know. You, Doctor... you overshoot. Okay. Doctor Pavel. Oh yeah. Okay. So what would ha- What would what would Bane say if he didn't want to go or it, his MD friend? Okay. Yeah. Didn't want to go with him. Anyway, the whole the quote is Doctor <laughs> yep. Pavel future offer in favor of yours. We have to find what? out what he told you about us. What a joke. What a, Thank you. What a damn joke. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, people should like this one because uh, it's not it's not overly raunchy, even though we did start out with uh, a hot cartoon babe. That's that's you, just to be clear. That is you. <laughs> uh, um, I want to say that there's a lot of guys out there who would think Frankie Foster is hot. Okay. It's, it's not just me, okay? I know it's not just you. Um, it's dozens of us. 
I mean, I was seeing I was seeing a bunch of people uh, being really horny for all the people on Total Dry Ma Island earlier this week on Twitter, and my reaction to them was the same reaction I had uh, for you. I was like, "Come on, camaraderie." No, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Of course not. No, it's okay. Um, but uh, anyway, enough about cartoons. Uh, yeah. How about some how about some cars? My tune. That's what I call you. What's up, my tune? Wait, what? How is that I'm, a car? I'm, I'm just making. I'm just trying to segue to something else now. That was my. That was my perfect segue. Well, I, speaking I'm, of, I'm speaking still... of cars, segue. There, 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 we there go. you go. Yeah. I, I do want to say, Spencer, not to add to your um, tummy verse thing that we just canonized. Oh, in the of previous course. Episode. No, please add it. to the tummy verse. Oh, I will. Yeah, people are gonna love this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're gonna think that this is over, and they're gonna listen to this episode, and they're gonna be like, "Oh, fuck these How guys." Is this is coming out like months after the other one, right? Or like weeks? No, at least? This, this this is the next one. Oh, oh week, okay, yeah, good. week week normal schedule two weeks after no, okay. normal schedule, but. Uh, for us, yeah, it'll you're be not gonna escape the tummy verse. You're not gonna yeah. escape the tummy verse. So I was, I went recently no to escape. the. Maybe I should have started with this because this is a more interesting anecdote, but it's too late. Uh, I went to the Art Center grad show, which is Art mm. Center is the Pasadena Design School. Uh, it's one of the one of them in, in LA. It's pretty big. I think I heard it's like the best one or something. I don't know. I didn't go to an art school, but I went with James, a friend of ours, okay. who is a graphic designer. Uh, and you know, the, the, as a art or design school, it has not just well it has like fine art it has illustration it has corporate art it has architect it's crazy these 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 the students there are like super talented and again i've never been to any other design school or a design show uh it it everything felt super professional it was really great mm-hmm. um and so a lot of the students you know like they, they want to work in animation or they want to work in game design so there's a lot of background stuff um and you know, obviously, for your for your show, you create, you know, you, you come up with a concept, and you you paint it, you illustrate it, and you know, if someone talks to you, you can explain the concept. Uh, and there was one where I, I'm, I'm very sorry I didn't uh, ask about it because mm. let me set up the scene here. Okay, so that maybe maybe I should actually should I I should look up the actual photo so I can describe it for you because I don't think you've actually seen it. Um, but I'm, I'm gonna try and I'm gonna try and look for it right now. Um, and it is. Yeah, here we go. So, it's a pickle. Oh. On on a on on a. Uh... Okay, let me guess. Please tell me. Please tell me. It is a pickle on a table in a garage. There's a screwdriver next to him. He has an, a unibrow and blue hair. Right? Please, please tell me that's what it is. I don't. Pickle Rick. Okay, I I thought you were doing Veggie Tales for a no. second. No. Wait, I, hang on, I, hang on. Actually, you're kind of onto something. <laughs> Pickle Rick going to VeggieTales, learning about God. I think, I think that would actually help him out a that, whole lot. That sounds like a robot chicken sketch, actually. You know what I mean? Like it sounds like. Well, like hold on. Let totally me do that. Give me one second. I gotta make a call. Boop 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 boop. Hello, Seth Green. Hey. I have I have a brilliant idea for you. Tell me about it. Quit Family Guy. VeggieTales, Pickle Rick. Boop. That was me hanging up. That was it. Okay, cool. Uh, well, hey, why did you like they call the, me? The, the, the ringtone pack that I got for my phone? Yeah, what's it called? It's called the Boop Beep. <laughs> the Boop Beep? Yeah, the Boop Beep. Volume 1. Yeah, exactly. Boop, beep, boop. <laughs> That's actually yeah. volume are, 2 are is you, Beep Boop. Yeah, are you dialing right now, or are you just telling you what the name of the... No, I'm just telling called? you what the name is. Oh, I okay. actually that, I recorded it, though. This is a little bit of a sneaky ad, although I'm kind nice. of ruining it by telling everyone that's a sneaky ad. Yeah. Uh, let me let me continue painting the scene for you. Uh, yeah, please. So Sorry. There's a talking, pickle yeah. on a 
on a, on a like book. It's almost mm-hmm. as if it's a table. There is a toaster going like, what the heck? There's a bunch of people who are going scared. There is a pepper or coffee. I don't know what he is, but he's like, he's like, oh my god, like he's fainted. There is Wait, a salt shaker a pepper... that's super into this. Wait, you don't you, peppers slash coffee? You don't know what the? I, I okay. I opened the photo, but it's too small right now because okay. we're recording this episode. So I just I can't tell what it is. I'm assuming it's coffee because I see some spilled liquid. But okay. it's a darker container, and it's standing next to the salt shaker. The salt shaker oh, okay. is super into this. The milk pitcher is like, I'm over this. And so this pickle is there, it's screaming, and there's a knife about to cut it, and you won't believe who's holding the knife to kill this pi- or to do this pickle. Ronald McDonald. It's a slice of bread, Spencer. Holy shit. Holy shit. <laughs> it's coming back. The people in this movie is make is is like it's it's, it's entering in, reality. It's it's, it's, it's in the subconscious of everyone. The bread. No, I'm telling people you. are thinking about bread. People are thinking about the tummyverse. This is gonna be like everything. We can quit our jobs and live off the tummyverse forever. Just cash it in, Ooh. man. And I now know the artist who's gonna animate this movie for us. Yeah. Because oh this person God. clearly or at least the visual development of it. Yeah. So, Jane, if you're listening, we got a job for you. Exactly. This is the most important job you're ever going to take. What you're, if I What is... if I DM this person with like, "Hey, I got a pitch," and they go like, "What the fuck is this?" Idea? <laughs> Are you ready to be remembered in the history books the same way that Betsy Ross is remembered? This is the <laughs> like, beginning wait, of your legacy. You're telling exactly. me exactly. You're telling me that the tummy verse is is equal. To the, to the creation American of the flag. American flag. Absolutely. 100% that's what I'm saying. I mean, in the future, the bread is going to be the flag of America, is what you're telling yeah, me. Yeah, they were going to have the Tummyverse party. They're going to take over. <laughs> the they're TVP? Take, yeah, the TVP. Uh, <laughs> they're going to win the presidency. Um, okay. They're going to they're gonna win the, the House and Senate. They're going to win all that shit back. They're going to call it the Bread House. It's going to be the Bread It's going to be the Bread House. Or maybe the like the the fridge or something. The White House will be called the the, the fridge. <laughs> the fridge. So uh, again, I we're almost at our time up, Kiyoshi. So we're <laughs> yeah. you. Um, but uh, when I so back when I was uh, in college, I did some like freelance work um, for a department on campus. The uh, the career I think or like the student enrichment. I forgot what it was. It was like a student development thing. Um, and they they called their program the fridge because okay. because we they have what so you need. Cool. Well, they have what you need. All you gotta do is open the fridge. You know what I mean? I okay, not, I don't know. That's not, that's not how a fridge works. Well, it's like when you're hungry, you open the fridge and there's food. I guess. Yeah, but, sure, but you know, you have to get it in the first place. It's not just <laughs> the fridge doesn't make the food appear. It's yeah, not, it's, it's not. What's the what's the Star Trek thing that like makes the food like the synthesizer? Right? The replicator. The oh, replicator or replicator. Yeah. I think is what it is. Or fabricator. Is it fabricator. Or the fabrication machine. Know. I'm not. We're that? not. I'm no Trekkie. I'm sorry. The three Again, of us yeah. are. I'm sorry. Are, are, Combined, yeah. we have zero Star Trek knowledge. <laughs> what do you? Wait, hold on. I we, watch Star Trek. Okay. Then what's I forgot called? what that was. Yeah. It's. It's. Yeah. It's, see? It's, yeah. I forgot what Star bad. Trek was. <laughs> tell me, they're trekking through the stars. Yeah. What's the uh, thing? That sounds like a pretty, <clears throat> a pretty big enterprise. Yeah. Oh, I just remembered of uh, Spocko. <laughs> yeah. Well, hello. Um, you know, have you seen Have you seen the the thing from uh, TNG where uh, it's it's like a, a a box with just like a face on it? So it's no. it's just it's like a metal box and there's just like a human face in it sticking out and he's like ha ha! It like delivers. I ha- so I haven't actually been able to find a video of it and it's so upsetting because I keep I've seen this image posted around the internet for years and it is this thing in Star Trek lore. 
where this one planet, when they have to send, like, an important message, like an invitation to a wedding or, you know, other important ceremony, they have a box that has, yeah, a human face on it, and the human face t- t- delivers the message in this crazy voice. Um, and the photo of it is crazy, but there's no video of it, at least that I have found uh, that doesn't involve me watching just the entire episode i guess but i don't know where it's, where it's streaming i just need to see the clip of this box delivering the the message with a crazy voice that, that sounds kind of crazy that sounds, don't recall. That sounds it weird, sounds crazy actually. let me try let me send you the picture i'm gonna send it in the chat it's funny if you have like yeah it is funny that you have a picture of this thing but you don't have like video proof of it you know <laughs> yeah it's like a, it's like, it's like a girlfriend so for it's called it's like, a betazoid it's, like it's called a betazoid gift box Okay, that yeah. sounds like an Betazoid insult. Gift box. I'm gonna yeah, say, what the fuck is this? Okay, yeah, see, <laughs> and I there's I can't find a, a GD video of it anywhere. Well, just just watch like you just gotta look up what episode it's in and just watch that. Nah, nah. Yeah, I don't I don't want to have this. I'm sorry, I got it. <laughs> the momentous day is close at hand. The day is close at hand. I mean, this is hey now. I mean hey, if if uh, Kyoshi has to skip through this, he's gonna be like, guys, I can tell you all about he's the Betazoid gift box. I, yeah, he, he has one in his house. That's scary. I wouldn't want. I I would. It would. Uh, I would have to burn it. You know what I mean? Like it's, I don't it's know scary. if this thing burns. It looks like it's made of metal. Well, you can burn metal. You can melt it. Yeah, you can smelt it. Yeah, you can. How many? How many pounds of jet fuel? That's a great question. Yeah, actually, I think the joke is that jet fuel doesn't, doesn't. melt steel beams. Yeah, steel beams. But uh, um, speaking of steel beams, yeah. welcome to Sound Direction, a men's podcast about the stuffiness. That's I right. Am one of your hosts, Ethan M. Wong. I'm Spencer DSO. And I'm MJ. And believe it or not, this is not just a podcast of three guys talking. This is not just a pop culture podcast, even though we love pop culture. I'm a pop culture junkie, P- PCJ. You gotta get me off that stuff. Yeah. I'm someone, addicted someone to pop culture. D- disconnect the IV. <laughs> I just got it plugged into the movies. <laughs> oh, just movies? Just movies and TV and music and radio. That's yeah. pop culture to and me. Yeah. Hey, 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 we, we interviewed Brett. We got we got comic we got comic books in there, CBs. Yeah, CBs. There's CB a CB. Uh, there's an animated show called <laughs> CB Bears, I think. Okay. Yeah, CB Bears cartoon, and um, oh, I forgot. Okay, not not to, again, not to make this uh, <laughs> not to make this going back to the beginning here, but I'm pretty sure that the CB Bears they have a sultry voice female character that you never oh, see on. in the show, but no, you don't see her. Did, you don't see her. But, but, but the, did you still like just the voice got you hot? Is that what happened? I mean, it's. Okay, we gotta. I'm gonna. You're gonna have to see a clip of this thing, man. I mean, th- okay. that's the whole. That's the joke of the show, though. Like they never. Like oh. they're. Like they're in love the with the voice, is, but like. The joke yeah. is that it's the voice is so hot. Yeah, it's like Sarah Bellum from Powerpuff Girls. Okay. Yeah. The adult character on the show, by the way. I'm just gonna make uh-huh. that clear. People don't know what that is. Uh, <laughs> but you never see her face. But you do see the bod. So I guess that's that's, that's like one up better than the CB Bears. <laughs> uh, uh, CB lady in the radio thing. Yeah. Lady, lady in the lady? lady in the water. Is that uh is that I was to say Tarantino. What's his name? Uh, the other guy? Uh, M Night. Oh, there went. Yeah, I was yeah. Th- I thought it was uh that Peter Jackman. God Gamma del Toro. Peter Jackson. Peter Peter Jack. <laughs> Peter Jackman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Peter Jackman. I got I got Kings of the Square. 
That's Lord of the yeah. Rings, but uh, yeah, Kings of the Square. <laughs> what, would take a, like, what would the opposite, like the the opposite, take in the TD be? TD with Tony. TD TD with Tony. Yeah, right. TD with Tony. Right that Kings of the Square and TD with Tony. TD with Tony. I'm, I'm, I'm making. I'm making. Uh, what's the opposite of Thor? Or how about I'm, I'm making the gills because he made didn't he make boys or something? Isn't that a movie made? Or boy? I don't know what that is. I'm making gill. What's the opposite of Jojo Rabbit? Phil I'm, Phil I'm making, Tiger. I'm making Phil Phil Tiger. It's a movie about uh, it's a, Stalin, it's a, like the imaginary Stalin. Stalin. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway, this is we're, we're talking about white suits in this oh, episode. That's right, we are eventually. Yeah. Yeah, we thought that you know, there's there's so summer's much out here. there. Yeah, and summer, summer we did right start off ass. by saying it's so hot. That's that was okay. That was originally, and of course, my crazy mind went straight to hot cartoon ladies. Yeah, um, that's literally you're thinking about that twenty four seven. You just kind of have you just kind of have like who's a the loop guy? What's the of, guy? Like, that... Yeah, Dexter's mom and like like uh, fucking the the rabbit lady, Jessica Rabbit. Yeah, well, she's not... Or the other just, rabbit. Yeah. Lola, Lola. Bunny. Yeah. Um, yeah. I was going to say, who is, isn't there that thing of uh, uh, the rehearsal where the guy lo- like has all the animated... <laughs> like, he, he thought about animated girls or something like no, that? No, there's a part where he's, yeah, he's talking about, like, Betty... Uh, he's oh, oh about Veronica. Archie, yeah. Girls, and he's like, Betty and Veronica. And he's like, they both have the same face. They both have the same body. So it really just boils down to, if you like, blondes or brunettes or something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. I, 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 I get it, man. Uh, anyway, we're talking about uh, neither blonde or brunette. We're talking about white. That's right. Uh, we're talking about white. Well, I guess white white hair is closer to blonde. Gentlemen prefer white hair. That's the cougar version. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or the gilf the gilf version. Oh boy. The gilfy. Um, but yeah, you know this is a, this is a classic menswear staple. Or just actually, it's not even classic. It's just a menswear. Th- if you like hashtag menswear, you like suits. You probably have seen white suits. Well, as we'll get know, into, it's, it's, it's just a. Uh, it's just a v- clothing thing in general. This is like yeah, people like pe- wearing white, and people have been wearing white clothing uh, literally forever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for those of you who haven't, uh, you should listen to our episode on how we think about color, where we talk about like the connotations of just colors in general and how we apply it in menswear. It's a really good blog post. Shout out TJL, um, who helped us make that. He had the whole. Actually, was that TJL? I, maybe I gave the I, maybe I gave the wrong person. No, Eric. It was okay. Eric. Oh shit. Eric wrote that one. Anyway, uh, thank you to both of you guys yeah. <laughs> in general. Thanks to everybody. Uh, yeah, but here we're talking specifically about white in tailoring, in jackets, and uh, and suits. But I feel like it'd be remiss not to talk about white pants first because uh, that's kind of like it's the main of thing. Yeah, I mean, most guys when they introduce white to their wardrobe, especially when they're in the first stages of their style journey, when they first get into classic menswear um, or hashtag menswear. White pants is like the gateway into white. Yeah. Wearing white, or if not white, light. it's like very, very light khaki, which I feel like light khaki guy, cream. Yeah, more guys are like le- less scared of than like going full stark white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there is something there about. I mean, it, it. it I wonder what it is. Right? It's like you want to be different. You don't want to wear G. Like you know, gray and 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 the navy are just corporate for you. Mm-hmm. Um you know jeans are are regular so you wear you wear white right like there's there's mm. something it's fun there's connotations to the navy or to like, like seafaring stuff which we'll get into later um 
but it's like it is it is just the easiest way to get into it you know so many articles i tried finding some some of the ones and all of them say like oh when you want to be different wear white pants like it's just like it's like the go-to you know mm-hmm. it's it's i don't know what it is and the funny thing is that it, it transcends like classic menswear like in summertime you see a guy wearing like a, a geometric or floral very tight uh short sleeve <laughs> button up and they're wearing it with white jeans you yeah. know Guys wear it with Chelsea boots. Guys wear it with boat shoes. Like, it's just, it's so, like, ubiquitous, you know? Um, It's kind of like a go-to-hell pant, but I think it feels, uh, I don't know if safer is the right word, but, like, because it's white. Yeah, it's more than just go-to-hell, right? Like, it it transcends the idea, I mean, mean, maybe it's, like, the original I mean, part of it it. is, part of it is that, like, just by the nature of it being white it is very you know bright and noticeable and stands out against most environments yeah um yeah unless you're like i don't know unless you're on the the white sands beaches which is maybe (laughs) where you'd be more likely to wear white or like uh you know on like at a ski resort um you're gonna you're gonna stand out it's it's literally gonna you know reflect more light (laughs) than than darker clothing yeah. Yeah, it just makes sense as you know, as like spring summer attire because you know there's more light around. You know, I mean people. There's all the hashtag men's stuff when you see guys wearing like white jeans with like tweed jackets at Pity Womo. You know, like mm-hmm. like there's like the white pants are are. I mean, you know, they're 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 all year round. Um, you know, one of the first white pants or cream pants were flannel, so like presumably you could still wear it in into fall winter, and some people do. You see that in like uh, escort illustrations. You know, there's like guys wearing blazer, like you know. University blazers and scarves, and then like white pants. You know, yeah. flannels in general were worn by athletes. You know, as sportswear, uh, on and off the court or whatever, because they, you know, wanted to keep warm when it was cold. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, white pants. I mean, you know, white is so easy to wear. It's usually right made of cotton, like the original white pants. Um, mm-hmm. At least from our our very brief research into this. Um, uh, Cotton well, is a white fiber, and so it's undyed. So it's just easy to make white pants. I mean, there's a there's a lot of uh, like fibers and like uh, like fabrics that, when they're undyed, are white. And something yeah. uh, that came up a lot in like you know the, the the little bit of research that we did on this because it's fine. It's uh, again like people have just been wearing white clothing forever. It's hard to do mm-hmm. uh, a definitive history of of white clothing. But one of the things that we kept finding is that. Um, most of the time, uh, if there if if a certain profession uh, uh, wears white as like you know workwear or something like that, um, uh, or if like a culture does it, a lot of times it's because uh, it's just cheaper to not dye it. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah, it's it's you know that's probably why you see it as like workwear, right? Mm-hmm. Like you see it as um, you know. It's easy to see it as just, like, resort wear attire and, like, you know, like, oh, fancy Palm Beach suits, which we'll get into. But there's still, like, you know, I have white work pants. You have white work pants. Um, you know, painter's clothing was, was mm-hmm. white. Mm-hmm. You know, um, <clears throat> it's also was worn by, like, the military, you know. Um, it's easy to see where when it gets dirty, you can just bleach them, you know. You don't have to, like, wash it and be concerned if you're going to lose the dye, you know, mm-hmm. like that's that's the best thing about like white pants. You can wash, you know, people wash them hot, so you could just clean it, you know, thoroughly, right? There's a the whole thing about like you know, um, British uniforms being red and white, so they could see like the you know they had those strict 
policies on like how clean it's supposed to be, which is what, uh, according to American lore, right, is why we won because they were so concerned with their with their clean uniforms that the guerrilla American, you know, revolutionaries were able to beat them because we didn't care if our browns and blues got all fucked up. We hated those. Yeah, um, and so yeah, so this it just kind of makes sense that you know people wear them today, and while people may not have the um, you know, work work connotations and everything. It just feels like an easy thing to wear, and it's just as 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 we've gotten more into dyeing and wearing other colors, white stands out, and mm-hmm. so it makes sense that like again, the hashtag Men's Media says, yeah, let's wear white pants. You know, like let's you should you should try it out. It, it'll be different. It's a very intentional look, and so yeah. spring summer white jeans, I mean, pity Womo. It's, it's so it's popular. Really, it, it is really easy to wear with uh, other things, obviously. Yeah. Um, because it's, I don't know, it's a very neutral color. Mm. Uh, most, it, it's going to look good with uh, with basically uh, anything that contrasts with it. Yeah. I mean, again, like, you, we're both a testament to it. I wear it with tailoring. You wear it with, like, your HPT jackets and everything mm-hmm. like that. Um, it, it, you know, there, and there, again, there's different types of it. Like, not everything is, like, a white trouser. Like we said, like, most, most of the time when guys do it, it's, like, white jeans, you know, white 501s. You know, it feels very, like, 80s, 90s. Um, there's also, again, white pleated trousers. Again, military and, like, um, classic uh, vacation tailoring and everything like that. But yeah. despite its ubiquity, um, we don't see a lot of white suits and jackets very often. That's mm-hmm. kind of, and that's kind of, like, what the case is here. It's because it's kind of like an ode to the white suit and white jacket. Um, because you know, it's it's not that it's unfairly maligned. Although maybe if you wear it, people are like, "What's up, Mark Twain?" Or like, yeah. Uh, Mister well, Yeah, because Mister Colonel Sanders. Now, yeah, oh, Colonel Sanders. Now there you go. Now it's really associated with like, yeah, like very uh, like dandy or or dandy like, um, gentlemanly gentleman gentry clothing, stuff yeah. like that. And you know, it it, it kind of makes sense. You know, despite its 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 history being in like in like in workwear and military stuff, the suit itself, you know. Having a white suit is like a mark of privilege because, like, mm-hmm. a white suit being wool, yeah, you could, you know, you could wash it. Back then, people did wash their their suits, you know, um, but it took a lot to to care for these things. A white wool suit, you know, presumably you were wearing it just <clears throat> out and around whatever you were up to. You had to keep mm-hmm. it clean. There's 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 a fact of like leisure around the white suit. You know, again, this is not like a painter suit where you just bleach it when you're done with the day. You can't, you can't really do that with a white suit. So there is the guys who wore it. There's a very intentional look behind it, you know? And like Spencer says, like, you know, it, it's probably of a very privileged class, you know? Um, and, it, and it is different uh, than, than it used to be because uh, like we've, we've mentioned this many times before, but um, for most of the 20th century where uh, uh, most, most people, including working class people, uh, would be wearing, you know, what we considered like dressed up or like business clothes or whatever. Uh, most of the time, uh, during the summer, people wore linen suits or like lightweight cotton suits, uh, like white suits in general, d- just out of practicality because it's it's you know it's cooler. It's like less, it's more comfortable to wear that in the summer uh, than it is now. But now, since most people you would only have like maybe like one or two suits like total like you know one for work and then maybe a more fun one for like weddings or something like that uh it, it's when, when you have when you have a white suit it, it kind of implies you have many more suits in your closet mm-hmm. yeah it does signify something about you and yeah uh, uh exhibit a right here guys Ethan them long 
Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, and I think people avoid white suits a little bit. I mean, there there is the uh, not just a privilege thing, but you know, white has like the the religious connotations. It, it's very it's ceremonial, you know, like a lot of weddings and and and, and you guess Korean funerals, right? They also use white, so there is an essence of occasion imbued into a white suit, and so nowadays you just when suits are meant for like kind of like this boring occasions, unless again, unless you're getting married, you don't really need a white suit. It just, you know, mm-hmm. and especially as, as, as if your suits are not meant to be like your all purpose gear or like the, the idea of a matching lapel jacket and trouser is not what people have to wear anymore. In the summer, you can wear literally anything else. The white suit, you don't have to do that. You know, like you could wear a t-shirt and shorts, you know, like mm-hmm. that, that, that it's perfectly acceptable. So people can skip out on the white suit. Um, there's also the the kind of colonialism vibes of a white suit. Like I remember, I uh, I don't know if I'm just you know zeroing on stuff, but lately at flea markets I have been finding pith helmets, and I do think it's pretty <laughs> awesome. Um, you know, as a kid, you watch like the jungle, or you go with the the Jungle Cruise ride, and you you know you see all these adventure movies, and you're like, man, a pith helmet's so cool. Um, it it feels more dignified, and I guess that's probably the colonialism talking compared to like a bush hat right like the kind of like that australian with the the the, the snap on the mm-hmm. on one of the sides of the crown but you know how do you wear a pith helmet like you know either are wearing it with safari gear or they're wearing it with a white suit because it was like the rich guys visiting you know the the what they call like the orient and africa and everything and so like there is like this when you think of a white when i one of the things i think of a white suit especially in like the 20s and 30s if it's not like palm beach it is like colonialist people, like mm-hmm. um, like you know Western you know people visiting like the fields, the poppy fields, and everything like that. It, it just it has that kind of vibe to it, so it's really well, it's like you know, uh, you know there's a whole thing in uh, Heart of Darkness where there's the accountant who's wearing the like you know the the starched collar white shirt or something like that. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah. So I don't think I don't I don't think it's they they say it's a full suit, but you know you can you can kind of assume based. But on even that. It, it, in Apocalypse Now, when he sees the French Indochina people, uh-huh. um, the at least the main guy is wearing a white suit, at least from yeah. what I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, and so like yeah, like there's something there's something interesting like when you watch yeah when you watch movies like that like you know when they have the rich family in the jungle, they're wearing white clothing. Like there's just like this yeah. like, tradition of of doing it. Well, because again, um, and that's also like a practical thing because it's just again, it's cooler. Um, not not cooler as in it's like, oh man, that's so cool, but just cooler temperature wise. Yeah, I mean, um, we don't have to we don't have to say how great linen is, you know. Yeah. I'm sure linen, undyed linen, is like white or, or cream or off, you know, beige colored mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, so yeah, you yeah you have you have that. Um, you also have it as yeah again like as vacation wear. Right, you mm-hmm. have that. You know, lots of illustrations, I and mean, presumably taking this idea of, of it being very practical and needing to wear a suit because that is just what people wore on vacations or just to anything back then. White suits were advertised. You know, whenever it was spring, summer, get a white, get a Haspel white suit. You know, white cotton, yeah. white, you know, seersucker, or you know, I'm, I'm, and for the purposes of this, I know we're halfway through the episode, but like, you know, I'm, I'm counting like off-white, cream, very light beige. You know, elements of seersucker. Yeah, yeah. seersucker all in this, like, white suit idea. You know, like, like you know, I mean, we could have called this light suit, but we, you know, white suit is the whole a whole aspect about this. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, you, you, you know, you do have this um, advertised to you, and you and you see it in photographs. You know, there's that, that, that famous, uh, that, that, like, fit pic guy that we had, you know, that I, that the, someone posted scans of 
um, where he took a fit pic on a balcony yeah. in, like 1933, and he's wearing like a white DB suit yeah. with like sandals and like a beret. It's like fuck yeah, like you know, even this guy thought the white suits were cool. Mm-hmm. You know, and movie I mean, they, stars like, wore white suits. No, absolutely. I mean, it's like um, now light colored suits are considered like much more casual. And I mean, they still they still were like obviously yeah like, compared to business wear, navy yeah. suit is going to be more formal. But there's still like photo like like uh, FDR like wore white suits, like presidents yeah. mm-hmm. wore white suits. It was not something that that was just like you know a like you know yeah people people in in high places still were wearing white suits. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. And again, like like we keep saying, there's like a privilege behind it because like you know maybe like a poorer person would not have a white suit; they would just wear their one suit the whole time. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there's a note here, you know, also white has like a uniform quality to it. And I wish said this earlier, but you know, like they, yeah, bakers, doctors, lab coats, which yeah. we'll get into wearing stuff later on. Well, yeah. Cause I mean, just the general connotations culturally of white clothing. Um, I mean, it's, it's worn in a lot of, uh, religious wear. It typically sig- signifies, uh, cleanliness or purity and stuff like that. Um, sometimes it's more like, you know, showing, I don't know, like austerity and humility and stuff like that. Um, but the, the, that's, that's pretty consistent throughout culture is that it's, it, it shows, yeah, it's, it's cleanliness, purity, etc. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and there, you know, I guess it makes it easier to wear. It, it's interesting how, how much of it is in, um, I, and, uh, what do you call it? In workwear stuff or things that will be dirty. Like it's great. Like I know we tried to look up like, um, what do you call it? A baseball? You know, we saw the history of that, oh, right? Where pants. like baseball pants are white, uh, karate uniforms are you know martial arts are are white. Astronauts, um, astronauts are white. I guess that makes more practical sense because they're you know to like to stop the sun, literally the sun's rays, you know, and everything like that. Um, but yeah, people people wore white, and uh, we were, I want to see it in tailoring more. Uh, but mm-hmm. let's move on to one of the most famous examples of white or white fabric i guess in the 1920s to the 40s and it's palm beach well we should um, say really quick that you say it's one of the most famous examples of white fabric but uh palm beach cloth was not just white um they that's true they made, that's true they offered many many different uh types of fabrics colors and patterns or not fabrics because it's all palm beach cloth. <laughs> yeah but uh different yeah patterns and colors and stuff like that as well yeah. Um, unfortunately, most of the non-white ones aren't around, or at least aren't as common. Yeah, I mean, they, they must be in museums where people are, are fucking wearing them because they're, mm. they're fucking awesome. Um, but yeah, it's a proprietary cloth made by Goodall Mills, mm-hmm. and they made it starting in 1911. Um, all of us have owned variations of Palm Beach fabric over the years. Um it was, I, I like here that um, Fedora Lounge, and it's written by Dinerman, or uh, he is, uh, this is Spencer Stewart, he's a proprietor of Bozeman Vintage, really great vintage store, um, bought a lot of my ties from him over the years, back when he was vintage haberdasher on eBay, but he wrote up, and we'll put it in the show notes um, in the essay, uh, this really great um, overview of Palm Beach, and so he says here that for because of like, how famous or how, how how popular it was, and all the like, all of the lookalikes and copies that came out of it later on. People just use Palm Beach for like a light colored suit, like a Palm Beach mm. suit, which I think is kind of fun. It's like 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 Xerox or Kleenex or something, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so uh, the content here, I have it here. In 1912, it was cotton warp and mohair weft. That's the 
the the way the direction of the fibers are the yeah. way they're woven. In 1941, uh, it changed to be fat, softer and lighter, and so, and they said that they don't know exactly what it was, uh, but it's uh, it, but it probably had m- cotton, mohair, and rayon. The latest uh, 1940s one uh, ha- was confirmed to be cotton, mohair, rayon, and then it depended on the exact region of where it was sold and the fabric's application. Uh, he says an example of a late 40s Palm Beach necktie was 50% mayhon, rayon, 32% mohair, 12% cotton, and 6% nylon. So, mm. it, yeah, it was an interesting... It's 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 meant to be cool. Um, mm. And it is a heavy fabric. I don't know... I've The ones I've owned, they're not exactly breathable. Like And, and, and again, like... We didn't have a lot of open weave fabric back then. Like, you know, back then it was just more about being light. It or is, just about... it is, yeah, it's a more loose weave than than some other fabrics, but it's not, uh, I don't know, it's not like, it's, it's, hop sack is lighter in general. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not, it's not porous, right? Uh-huh. It's not, it's not like that, you know, it is, in some cases it's scratchy, some cases, I mean, and it's also Especially pretty the older, heavy. Especially the older models, the, like, the pre, like, uh, the addition of rayon. Uh, it's pretty scratchy. Yeah, yeah. What's it called? It's the mohair that makes it scratchy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, it probably feels like a, like a almost like a, a twelve ounce suit. Like it, it feels heavier than my 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 Chris Bear suits. And Chris Bear is only like nine to ten, so this is definitely more mm-hmm. than that. But then again, most suits back then were like eleven to fifteen ounce weight suits. So yeah. Um, but the reason I, we bring up Palm Beach is because when you're in the vintage community and you're wearing a white suit. Or white pants, white jacket. Nine times out of ten, it's Palm Beach. Yeah. You know the other the other one percent, a ten percent, not one, the other one <laughs> out of ten chance is that it's usually a cream flannel. Um, but but again, Palm Beach was was the main choice for, well, not choice. I mean, it's just kind of what you find. Like 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 we mm-hmm. were saying, like linen suits did exist back then, or maybe they just fell apart, or people just kept them, or whatever. But cream off white white suits most likely Palm Beach, and that was kind of my introduction to seeing. Well, because and also well, I think Palm Beach is uh, has this kind of reputation just because of its it's a collector's item. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like we said it's pretty popular in the vintage community, and I think some of that is because like you know there are some qual- like it has uh, a nice texture, uh, it it like drapes pretty well, stuff like that. But I think also because um, it just doesn't exist anymore. Uh, like the, the fabric itself, yes. Yeah, the fabric itself doesn't exist uh, because the, the like you know uh, you can you can look up the the history for more detailed information on the Fedora Land website. But essentially, like the the company got like sold off a couple times, right? Or they started like yeah the off the, the mill was shut down officially uh-huh. in like nineteen fifty six. Yep. Yeah. Um, and then they, uh, and then eventually the Palm Beach brand was like just kind of sold. Uh, and so you, you find a, a lot of, uh, 60s and 70s Palm Beach stuff on eBay. Uh, and sometimes people who are newer to the vintage scene kind of get like confused when they get that. And it's like, you know, they, mm. they buy like what they think is a Palm Beach suit and then they get it and it's like, you know, polyester. Um, yeah. but there is, yeah, this kind of you know this kind of mystique that it's like oh yeah this 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 fabric isn't even produced anymore like you can't even you can't even get a repro if you wanted 
Yeah, so wearing it in the vintage community is like it's like a flex, you know. Uh-huh. And and you gotta hand it to vintage guys, like they they wear it a lot, you know. Usually, oh, yeah. time, everyone mean, rolls around. Reese, one of the 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 big menswear sellers uh, in Los Angeles. That's his thing. He loves collecting Palm Beach. Uh, I, th- well, I think Palm, yeah, Beach... A Palm Beach tie wall. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but in terms of the suits, I mean, guys wear you know, and we do it too. Like you know, odd jacket, odd trousers, and then the full suit together. There is like a, again, it, it feels fun. It feels, yeah, it's it's sportswear in a sense, right? It feels like you're on 1930s vacation. There's a fun vibe uh, to it, and mm-hmm. uh, and now again, you don't really have that nowadays. Like you know, it's it's. It's not common, and even at Pity Womo, like you know, well, again, most of it is like white, trou- white trousers over like white jackets and suits. You know, yeah. there's something there's something special about the white suit. There's even like even a white jacket by itself, it feels like you're trying to do evening wear, which I think is so cool. Like you know, mm-hmm. like you know, even you know, wearing a white jacket with jeans, uh, you know, or or just wearing it, you know, with with like gray trousers, navy trousers, brown trousers. Yeah, it feels. Well- it still feels so intentional. It feels fun. It feels fancy, even if like, the jacket, again, is supposed to be sportswear or more exactly. casual. And I mean, and I do think it, it does, like, uh, I still don't have one, but I, I really, really want the white double-breasted jacket. Um, just because I think that is, like, so easy to wear as, like, a casual piece. Obviously, it's easy to dress up to and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but something, yeah, that something about the white double-breasted jacket is just, like... I know the coolest thing you could wear, and you like d- during the summer when it's hot out. It's that's it's so nice. I honestly, I find it like it's even easier to wear than a single-breasted one. I feel like a single-breasted mm-hmm. one feels a little too. Even if it's like even when it's done in like a sack cut, like three three roll two, the DB just feels better. I mean, I in general, I like wearing DBs a lot. I wear my brown. I wear my double-breasted blazer uh, mm-hmm. uh, over the single-breasted one. Um, not, not that, not that I have anything against SB blazers, but like there's something about DB and wearing it with white kind of makes sense, right? It, it's all it's already, you're getting two quote unquote loud things or, or things that are, that people don't really do. Not many people wear double breasted and not many people mm-hmm. wear white jackets. And so mm-hmm. doing it that way is fun. I feel like, you know, obviously it would be great if I had a single breasted white suit and a double breasted white suit. But if I, if I actually owned both, I would probably wear the DB one more. You know, mm-hmm. like in even for evening wear, I would wear the DB odd jacket more than the white one. You know, I mean, it's good to have both, but it, it's there's something about the DB white that just makes it so much, so much better. Yeah. And I think when you when you see it, most Palm Beach suits that I see um, and even like in photographs and everything, it's usually the white one in like, in like the golden era photographs and everything. Because well, like the, the ultimate one for collectors is the white double breasted belt back. Um, yeah, you can get that, especially one with like cool patch pockets or something like that. That's that's the best suit you can own. Yeah, it's it's so cool. And hey, if it's dyed, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we have some. We have, you know, let's talk about like the vibes uh, of like wearing it today. Um, and there's the some cool articles that I that I have. My my own vibe, wife. Hey, yeah. hey, have you guys heard of Internet Borat? Yes, but say it anyway. Uh, my my Wi-Fi. There you go. There it is. Um. So on Slate, there's this article from 2005 called The Enduring Mystique of the White Suit. And he says, or the Arthur says, like, the white suit, however inexpensive, which first off, like, usually they're expensive because hey, people don't make them, yeah. um, is always an absurd practicality, even as an act of defiance against all practicality. It is never neutral. Like a white Rolls Royce, for example, a white suit connotates grandness, 
tackiness, egotism, sex, and cash. Such a confluence is found in Fitzgerald's first presentation of Gatsby, dressed to impress Daisy in a white flannel suit, silver shirt, and gold-colored tie. Ooh. And I like that the author says, there was no way that that afternoon Jay Gatsby would ever wear, oh, could ever have worn dark blue. And that's really interesting, because it's getting really at the intentionality when you're, you know, like... When you're wearing a white suit, you're probably doing something that you probably wouldn't wear anything else to do it, right? Mm-hmm. Like when I went to, da- I mean, the good thing about Dapper Day is that there are multiple a year, so we can wear a blue suit to one of them if we wanted to. But when the most recent one that we went to, it was like spring Dapper Day. All of our friends are going to this. It's the first one we've gone to all together in like a couple of years. Yeah, I would not wear a dark blue or even my favorite brown suit to it. It, I had to wear the white suit. It just made it just made sense, you know. Like it, it, it mm. was right there. Um, the uh, the author goes on to say, like, if a white suit is a way to draw attention to oneself, maybe or maybe not, it can also be a way to associate yourself with someone else. Wear a white suit. You might hear someone say, "Very Hemingway, very Evelyn Waugh." Wow, I don't know who that is. I don't know yeah. who Graham Greene is, uh, or uh, very Mick Jagger. Um, mm. Not. <laughs> Not not once did someone call the author Tom Wolfe, because the most famous wearer of white suits in recent times is Tom Wolfe. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny that, you know, as I, I got into menswear through, you know, golden era stuff, right? Mostly Esquire illustrations. So uh, the white, the, the, the Tom Wolfe aspect of this did not really occur to me. Like, I mean, no. I, I also didn't really read his stuff, you know, and... You know, I was gonna. I was gonna say we have to bring him up in this episode. I think he. I de- I definitely think he is probably uh, for most people. Um, he is probably the quintessential white suit wearer. Yeah, I mean, n- this is not <laughs> meant to be a slight against Tom Wolf, but like when I see it, it is like I mean, he is like a very classic guy. So whenever I see, it, I'm like, oh, I've seen this look before already, like in mm-hmm. an Esquire illustration. So. That's my bias on it. I know that he's very important for a lot of other mentor guys to get into the idea of wearing a white suit. And it's just, also, again, it's really funny that, uh, you know, Tom Wolfe, the, the writer, you know, there's a lot of pictures of him photographed in his uh, office, I guess, wearing the white suit, is, you know, and he, whenever he goes out to, to galas and events, he is wearing it. But again, for me, the, the best pictures were always, like, Cary Grant, just, like, casually sitting around. Um mm. Time Time Magazine describes his look as a trademark white Tom Wolf trademark white suit and vest, high necked blue and white striped shirt with a creamy silk necktie, and again, sounds like Esquire Man to me. Um, yeah, I I tried my best to find this photograph in, and I can't find it. I might have to look through Google on my Google saved stuff. I think I deleted all of those because I needed space a long time ago. But there is an illustration of like I think it's like a soda ad or an ice cream ad or something, and it's a, it's a it's an illustration of like a a teenager or young guy and he's sitting there in ecstasy because this girl he has a bunch of kiss marks on him and yeah, you know the girl has his the girl has his you know her armor on his shoulder, and it, I think it's like it's maybe it's a, a a fragrance ad or something but clearly this kid this guy is like so attractive, and. Not only is it because of whatever product they're advertising, but he is wearing a white double-breasted suit, a blue and white striped shirt, and a cream and, you know, black cream and black or cream and navy blue, uh, tie. Mm. And, you know, with that, like that, I thought that was the coolest thing. And so seeing Tom Wolf do it, I was like, 
okay, I, I can see it, you know, and maybe, maybe, and maybe Tom Wolf saw that illustration when he was younger and he was like, I want to dress like that too. Um, but, you know, every photograph of Tom Wolf is in this uniform. It's really cool to see someone take such an, a bold thing, like a white yeah. suit, and turn it into a uniform. And he wear he has multiple, there's like SB3 pieces, there's double-breasted ones that he has. He's got them all! Yeah. It's, it's pretty crazy, you know, and I, I'll, I'll take the opportunity to share some Tom Wolf quotes from 1989 when he was interviewed by Bonnie Angelo on for Time Magazine. He says that clothing is a wonderful doorway that le- easily leads into the heart of individuals. It is the way they reveal themselves. Um, and it, when asked, when he, it, does, he, uh, does it bother you to be called a dandy? He says, not at all. Writers, whether they want them to admit or not, are in the business of calling attention to themselves. My own taste mm-hmm. is counter-bohemian. My white suits came out by accident. I had a white suit made that ended up being too hot for summer, so I wore it in December, and I found it had really irritated people. I had huh. hit upon this harmless form of aggression, and that's cool. I love it. Tom Wolf is great. He, you know, yeah. see, you know, it, it makes sense, right? I mean, a white flannel suit would would definitely be too hot to wear in spring summer, despite mm-hmm. its color. You know, like I mean, we we talked all about in our color episode where. When you wear something in a color that people expect to be one thing, but then you put it in another fabric, you wear it in another season, it makes this kind of fun subversion that, again, can can play into the foundations of what you consider to be your style. You know, Tom yeah. Wolf wearing the flat, or I'm, I'm assuming it, maybe it's a flannel suit or something like that, um, but wearing it in December is a fucking power move, you know? And everyone hates it, so he did it more. Um, yeah. A little more pop culture, white suit stuff. Um have you heard of the Ray Bradbury uh, short uh, story, The Magical White Suit? No, I haven't read that one. So, okay, well, it was it was later named The Wonderful Ice Cream Suit, uh, which became a movie in 1998, uh, which is kind of... Uh, I haven't seen the movie, but based on my scanning of the description, it seems like it's kind of like the male uh, Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants, except it's like a it. white suit. Nice. Um, I'll, let me send the... Did we say the, that that book is about them getting laid by wearing like the same pants or something? And then uh, I could be. <laughs> I, never read I don't the think book. we've ever said that. I don't. I've never. <laughs> so I think I think a friend told me like they wear it when they like go on dates, and it's like I'm like that's kind of weird. But I mean, again, yeah. I can't imagine like what if like, hey guys, you guys gonna wear this suit? I got fucking laid wearing this suit, baby. I mean, maybe that's what it is. And and you don't wear, you know, you, it's it's a white suit, so you don't see any stains on it. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, my God. This has got to... What the hell? I got to put this in, in the fucking article. What the heck? Are you looking at the, the movie? Yeah, I'm looking at the movie. And it's set in East Los Angeles. Oh, shit. Yeah. That's kind of, that's kind of funny. Fantasy mm-hmm. comedy film. Written by... So, actually, written by Ray Bradbury... A Mr. Play Ray. And screenplay. Mr. Ray. That's uh, from uh, Finding Nemo. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's really, really fun to see. I mean, the other person I could think of that was wearing white suits and was like a trademark look is Mark Twain. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Mr. MC. The MC? MT. Yeah. <laughs> um, I also have photos of Albert Einstein wearing white suits. Ah, which is kind of kind of crazy. Um, well, there do we is like just get into like classic white suit combos in a little bit. Yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. And I was gonna say like you know seeing it like there is kind of this fun idea where it's 
calling attention to yourself. I think Tom Wolf hit it really hard. Like, I think when you own a white suit, it just makes sense that you probably have some kind of profession or some kind of you're you're in a position to where you know, you want to call attention to yourself or you can't help but call attention to yourself, you know, which is yeah. maybe why rich people wear it. But then you have, like, intellectuals do it, um, artists do it. You know, there's David Hockney wearing wearing white suits, um, you know, he has white cotton, he has, like, the, the seersucker suit, etc. Um, and, you know, you can't help but wonder that people are, or not wonder, people are probably intentionally invoking this idea, right? Ralph Lauren you know, mm-hmm. like the white suits are a classic part of Ralph Lauren's style. Um, you see it across his lookbooks for for Polo, for Purple Label, and everything like that. Um, there's this kind of like I don't give a fuck attitude. You know, MJ brought it up earlier. Go to hell, right? Like there's this, this, this kind of vibe that goes with it, um, and it, it makes sense. The people who would have that attitude are rich people or intellectuals, dandies, artists, whatever. And so, seeing people wear it. Um, Definitely has it. I mean, hell, man! Even in the wind rises, he wears like at least like an off-white suit. The, the guy who invented the, huh. the zero. You have um, Gatsby wearing it, which was one of my first introductions to like a white suit. You know, mm-hmm. uh, like and uh, first introductions that wasn't a um, you know like Mark Twain or something like that. You know, seeing Gatsby wear this, it makes sense. I honestly, I actually like the look that he does for um, the. Uh, the 2013 Gatsby movie where he wears it with the, you know, bluish gray shirt, the, um, like gold yellow deco stripe tie. Not a huge fan of the vest, like the olive vest that he wears, but I think that's kind of an interesting choice. Um, but you know, the, uh, Robert Redford one is, is pretty good, right? Where it's a little bit more seventies, um, because of like all the thick stuff, but like, you know, wearing it like the, like the, like the gold Brown tie with the, blue shirt like almost french blue shirt and a three-piece white suit even yeah. nick caraway gets to do a, a white three-piece with a yellow uh shirt and foulard tie um what uh color combos do you like with white suits because i feel like the the two i think that i mean you could do the uh really kind of like trendy like late 30s uh look where it's it's the white suit with like a dark shirt and then lighter tie or something like that. Yeah, dark shirt, um, chambray shirt, you know. I know uh, you you I, like doing that a lot. I, I mean, like you, doing that. The other One of the I best don't... photos I have of you wearing the uh, Palm Beach suit back in the day is like you yeah. wearing it with that your Mr. Freedom uh chambray spear point uh-huh. and then like a, a like a reddish a red and yellow deco stripe tie. Yeah, but then I think the other the other fun way to do it is um, kind of the opposite, which is white suit, white shirt, and then dark tie or something like that, where it's it's just it's less contrast. But um, I like I like both of those a lot. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I so yeah for, for me with white suits, I it's it's got to be Esquire man. There's something about it where I can't really wear too many solids with it. Like I it's gotta at least be a striped shirt or a patterned tie. Like, I think mm-hmm. all, too many solids altogether feels a little bit too prom to me. And again, I know that the, that Robert Redford's Gatsby does it. I just, it just feels like too, too samey to me. Mm-hmm. So my natural inclination to wear a white, you know, what to wear with a white suit, just like anything else, is like a Bengal striped shirt. It could be, my most natural one is the blue one. Uh, blue reverse stripe is also fine. Um, and then I... I feel like it depends. I feel like it depends on what vibe I'm going to go for. If I want to go for something like that, that's more timeless, as in like versatile, like not really 
decidedly in one era or another. I guess agnostic is one is a way to put it. I'll go with mm-hmm. a striped tie because it can feel it can feel thirties. It can feel ivy and ivy. People still wore white suits, you know, or white yeah. cotton suits, off white, whatever. But if I really wanted to get you know super fancy with it, go more go more dandy, more Esquire man and more Ralph Lauren, then you wear it with a geometric tie. I think Ooh, blue on go. blue, like a blue geometric tie, could be foulard, could be medallion, could be um, polka dot. Wearing that with a striped, with a blue striped shirt, especially feels very Ralph Lauren. But of course, you know, doing it with like a, I think like a brown foulard tie with a uh, with a blue shirt. Um, I have like I have a lot of Bengal striped shirts. Unfortunately, are OCBDs. And here's the thing. Here's my small rule: OCBD or button down collar with a white suit, especially DB feels a little counterintuitive to me. I've said it before that I don't always reach toward wearing a button-down collar with a DB just because I feel like mm-hmm. a DB is dramatic. I want to match the peak, the, the expressive contours of the peak lapel with a sharp point collar. However, I get around that by usually pinning the collar of my OCBDs or button-down collars to make it feel more like a point collar. Um, so that's how I get past wearing it with like a yellow Bengal striped shirt, which is like one of my favorite things. I have a green one as well. There's something so inviting about wearing white that just lets you wear other colors with it, especially in shirts and ties. Um, in stripes, I, I feel like mm-hmm. a white suit with like a solid green shirt might feel a little bit hard to wear. I feel like it'd be cool if I did. I just it just wouldn't be my first combinations. With yeah, it. I'm trying to think. I mean, maybe like a sage or a mint green or something. <laughs> Yeah. In a lighter green? Yeah. But even then, it feels like I would be doing too much of, like, a menswear... Not um, illustration, but a menswear ad. Like, for, like, I think... I feel like a lot of suit ads, like the ones you see in, like, a an actual catalog or a magazine where it's like, oh, $5 for this suit, a lot of it is, like, solid suit, solid shirt. It's yeah. the Esquire Man ones that have a lot more of the pattern mixing at play. And, and still... as if everyone knows, I'm an Esquire Man. I still love that uh, one catalog illustration that shows the guy wearing cream flannels with the top uh, two pieces of a, of a brown three-piece. I still love that that look right there. Yeah, cream pants and white pants in general. Yeah. Um, one thing is I think white suits love uh, uh, berets. I feel like a beret is kind of a fun way to play into the idea of it. Obviously, the Panama hat or straw hat, straw fedora works. I would not wear a fedora with a white suit. Mm, I feel like really? if, if a white suit or a white jacket or whatever, if it's too hot to wear a wool suit, then it's too hot to wear a hat. Yeah. <laughs> and how, okay, how about like a straw hat or something, or even like well, a well, that's, no, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, I feel like if, yeah. if it's a straw hat, that makes sense. But a felt, a wool or a fur felt fedora can't do it. Silver belly, I feel like, is the only exception to the rule where it feels yeah. like it's light colored. You can do it. I'm thinking like it's, even it's a light gray, I would sun, like, You know, right? you need to if you're wearing a white suit, you need to keep off the sun. That's my counter argument. That's true, but if I was yeah. doing silver belly with the suit, it would be white odd jacket. I'd probably wear it with like uh-huh. jeans, you know, kind of leaning to the more casual or like rockabilly western vibes. But full yeah. white suit, I don't know, unless my full white suit and silver belly is worn with like a denim shirt or whatever. And I was going to uh-huh. say before we move on to separates. Um, I haven't done too much of solid shirt, no tie with white suit. I feel like it's a little bit Saturday Night Fever, which is still a vibe, but my white suit isn't cut in a sexy, dramatic way. It's very full and slouchy. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, a solid like shirt would, I feel like would be lost. However, however, my black, my black uh, rayon western shirt has white pearl snaps. So I feel like it would 
kind of makes sense to wear with it. Like, you know, there's a little bit of contrast. But a lot of my gabardine shirts are solid. I feel like white suit, solid red shirt. It feels, I don't know, it feels too color blocky. It feels too easy for me. Mm. Um, there's, I feel like, the, you know, not that it's bad, but I feel like there is a better combination that I would do. Um, so I also, uh, you know, in addition to not really doing like the solid shirts, I feel like I want to do like t-shirts with white suits, but again, I feel like that's a little too Miami Vice. Hmm. I feel like it depends on what kind of white, I feel like it would be, have to be like a, like an earth tone as opposed to like a solid, like, or even like a dark blue feels a little bit too Miami Vice. I feel like, like a dark, like a mauve or like a taupe shirt, I feel like makes more sense to me. Yeah, that's nice. I like that. Yeah. I'm thinking of, cause I have the anthology knit tees, which I think are cool. Um, yeah, I could see like the the bright tea. I don't know. That does seem a little like Instagram Explore page, maybe. <laughs> yeah, especially because like you know, all the brands like J Crew like did like a revamp of like the nineteen eighties like colorful T shirts, like the yellows mm-hmm. and everything, which I do wear like with like jeans. But I feel like when I wear it with like a white suit, and again, this is not saying that a white suit is any semblance of an essential for anybody. It is no. foundational for me because I. When I think of the character of Ethan or the person that I am, and we're going to get to that at the end of the year when I do like a little fun, I, you know, reflection on who I think I look like. Because, um, hey, MJ and Spencer got theirs this year, so I'm doing mine. Um, but it is foundational to me. So, but one thing about having a foundational thing is it doesn't have to go with everything. Like, just I wear my white suits and my white garments a lot. That, 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 I don't wear it with just everything. Like, I'm not going to wear my white suit with, like, Danner boots, for example. You know, mm-hmm. I've got other other ideas here. Yeah, because I feel like the white suit does feel, like, although I feel like you can do separates pretty easily um, as, like... Um, oh, yeah. Kind of like a, a, a more rugged thing. Yeah. Uh, with the, the white full suit, that is, yeah. I feel like you have to dress that up, one up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, no, mm-hmm. exactly. But let's, let's maybe we can talk about like you said something, something that's easier separates and separates are something mm-hmm. that you guys have more of. Um, yeah. So maybe Spencer, if you could like run down the white separates that you own and how you wear them. Okay. Well, um, the the thing that I wear most often are my white pants, which I've had a couple versions of. Uh, two of them have been no, sorry, just one of them has been double RL. The one that I'm wearing right now, which are these uh, HBT cotton. Um, they're, they're just cut like officers chinos, uh, but, uh, in a white HBT, which are pretty nice. Um, yeah. mine have gotten a little bit dirty, which I was trying to do. I didn't, I wanted them to look more like work pants rather than like, you know, nice, like white dress pants. And it is um, cool to have HBT fabric and white, you know, and usually exactly. it's like a plain weave or a twill or something. Yeah. But I like those a lot. Previously, I, I still have them. Um, and I, I, I kind of want to wear them every once in a while. These really cool, like Polo Ralph Lauren cotton linen blend pants that are uh, like a late 20s, early 30s kind of style. Yeah. Um, where they have like a really subtle like stripe. They have like the one back pocket, uh, a fishtail back, and then the um, the buckle. Uh, yeah. I really, really like those. I wear those a lot. The only issue is uh, they're pretty worn out in like the crotch area because <laughs> um, of all the fucking. Um, but... <laughs> Um, and then, <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Um, and then, uh, they're also pretty low rise, which I think was relatively common, like even like true for true vintage pants for, uh, for summer weight stuff and light pants, just because, you know, it, it's like technically more airflow. Um, it's cooler if you wear low rise pants, but, uh, obviously I, I prefer the high rise. Yeah. Um, I've also owned a couple, I've, I got, 
a pair of white baker pants from J. Crew when I worked there. That was one of the f- things that I got for free. Um, cause it's like, you know, you get, you get an outfit when you start working there. And I was like, do I have to like pick regular chinos or can I get something kind of cool? And so I got those, um, and they, they're not bad. Like they're not cut like super slim or anything. I didn't have a problem with that. I just thought the fabric was too like lightweight and didn't really drape the way I wanted. So I don't really wear those anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, and then in terms of jackets, I used to have a white, like fifties Palm beach. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, I, I sold that one because it was just, like, too big. Uh, and I have a seersucker jacket, um, which is, like, white and, and like, gray striped. Um, mm-hmm. Or, like, a, a kind of, like, a very desaturated blue, I guess. Um, yeah. But I wear, I wear that one uh, a lot during the summer. And that's the closest thing I have to, like, a white sport coat. But I'm always, always on the lookout for that uh, double RL uh, white double-breasted suit. the one that i sold i just sold yeah, exactly. to uh to jay <laughs> uh-huh yeah i I, I got it from young chomsky yeah i mean i've had a lot of separates over the years i had i had a palm beach i first off i had a palm beach suit um which which i bought on ebay crazy i, I ended up bleaching it at a local like i guess i could have done it myself but i took it to like a wet cleaner or like a dry cleaner that also washed clothes i said just bleach this damn thing and so it came back really great it mm-hmm. One of the things about Palm Beach is that theoretically, if you bought another Palm Beach thing, you could also like match it. Um, the issue there is that like I think either the bleaching made my uh, suit whiter than my odd jacket, or the odd jacket was just cream and this one was just white. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I had an I had a Palm Beach odd jacket that I bought one of my first ever vintage purchases. I got it, I believe, from Benny. Um, I got it for a crazy deal back in the day, which nowadays would be like five hundred dollars. Back then, it was like two hundred something. Which I, well, I was in college, so that was like a lot of money for me. Um, but I wore my separate one a lot because I didn't have a suit for a long time. Um, I loved wearing it. Yeah, with, I wore it with everything. I don't know if it was appropriate, but I wore it with, like, you know, my, my brown trousers, my gray trousers, my, my um, you know, navy trousers. And it did feel a little bit like, you know, Ralph Lauren, um, you know, doing it with, uh, like, it feels like, like regular day evening wear because it just feels, like, so fancy on top with dark trousers. Mm-hmm. Um, but like like Spencer said, like uh, white pants, I have, I've had a, quite a few of those over the years. I had you know these like white cotton brushed flannels from Suit Supply that I that were like um, kind of like higher rise because I bought a size up and I tailored it. If you look at the back, I think MJ has those or Jay, but like the pockets are like this close together because mm. they just uh, I took it in a lot. Um, I also had these I had HBT linen cotton trousers from when I worked uh-huh. at. Um, the Banana Republic, and those are really great. And I wore those even, you know, past into the pandemic when I, my, my style matured. Um, I still wore them until I just, they were just too slim for me now. Like, I didn't want to get them let out. Um, and the thighs were just hugging me and everything. So I gave it to, I, gave, I think I gave those ones. Hugging me. I think I gave that one to, to John. And John is also a friend of ours who, not a mentor guy, but he loved wearing white pants. He just, it was like his thing. Uh, white mm-hmm. jeans and everything. Um, but yeah, white pants, I wore those, I wore, I, you know, I wore that with like with like striped T-shirts. Feels very like vacation wear. Um, there's there's great pictures of like guys in the 30s wearing like a striped white T-shirt with like high waisted, really big blousey linen or Palm Beach pants. So I feel like leading into that really works. I mean, white trousers again feel really great. You can wear them with loafers. Mm-hmm. I don't wear white pants with lace ups very often because I feel like again there's some kind of through line of like, well, if I'm being breezy, why not wear the most breezy thing you could do, which is a loafer or a leather sandal. Um, 
but you know it's also a good way to kind of you know it feels contemporary at the same time so whenever i wore my cream flannels or my other white pants with like a vintage jacket even if i was like styling at 30s it felt like pity Womo, which feels a bit more modern or hashtag yeah. menswear um but mj you also wear mm-hmm. white pants a lot um tell us how you wear you wear your stuff um well my first my first pair of white pants were actually the uniqlo slim fit chinos <laughs> that mm-hmm. I've, I've worn like like less, less than a handful of times yeah. um and then of course the like you were saying the older pants that you gave me um i think i need to get those shortened a little bit because they're just like that much too long um and then i have the two jackets that you've from you as well the db and then yes. the shawl the shawl collar um literal evening wear yeah the shawl yeah. the silk shawl collar jacket yeah. db jacket use that one yeah and I, that one we used for um for black tie um which was cool yeah but, for jay's birthday but uh anyways i usually wear those since you know i wear the tie the least of the three of us um it's usually like with bold shirts color color wise do you um, think that wearing white emboldens you to do that because of like the the lack of color yeah kind of um you know that's why i like to do i, I know you mentioned like the like the like a hotline or not, not mm, hotline miami <laughs> hotline miami oh, or the other one there we yeah, go the other uh one. miami vice sort of thing yeah uh you know open collar shirts and like um aloha's stuff like that so uh yeah, that's I yet to have a fully white suit or Palm Beach suit, but um, you know, add it to the you list. You will. Yeah. I will. I mean, yeah, I'm really glad that I, you know, I I, I outgrew my 1940s Palm Beach. I sold it to Jay, and it fits him really well. Like I remember when I sold it to him, I put on the jacket. You could see my shoulders popping out of that thing. My my biceps were oh, my yeah. fucking swole. Um, but burst, no, I man. yeah, I but I recently. At least at the time of recording, received my um, white linen DB from Atelier Fugue, made it the exact way I wanted. You know, four on two. I roll it to the one patch pockets, uh, swelled edges. That's one thing I think I like on white suits. Make it more casual, despite yeah. know, people thinking white is a formal thing. Again, also the the connotations to work for, but like swelled edges feel very casual. So my white suit has that, and like a full cut trouser. So I'm back. I I can now do separates because I I I didn't own any white. Uh, trousers for a while. I, I guess wow. I didn't have like these. Like I have like these like paint splattered ish with like a one hole that should get patched. It's like these I like cotton splattered ish cotton uh, work trousers, like twill work trousers yeah. with side tabs from like the 30s or 40s. Mm-hmm. I don't wear those as much. Those feel like more of a Spencer move. I feel like whenever I wear like a, a trouser, I'd rather just wear it with a sport coat. And these ones are decidedly more casual. However, mm. this year I do want to lean into casual stuff more. So I might you might see these work pants be worn a lot more. Um, and like Spencer said, I used to have the double RL linen, uh, belt back DB, which I got because I gave MJ my Palm Beach DB jacket because I couldn't fit into that anymore. But I, then I sold that double RL one to, or the Polo Ralph Lauren one to Jay because I got the, got the Atelier Fugue linen suit. So, um, there's that. I also want to do a mention of my white or off white cream, whatever you want to call it. Um, balloon fabric jacket from Ring Jacket. That one I got. Okay. It, they made that 
during um, when Ring Jacket USA was still a thing. And mm. so it was on Drop 93. I bought it because I've always wanted a single-breasted white jacket. And I used to have one a long time ago. It was my also one of my first belt backs. It was a l- Irish linen 1930s belt back. Two button, no padding in the shoulders, triple patch pocket. Fantastic. Buy swing back. So cool. Uh, it was very early 30s, so it was very short, even when I first bought it, and now I, I couldn't fit into it. No, so no. I gave that to Isabel, who I don't, I hope will enjoy it, because I'd rather her <laughs> wear it than me try and attempt to sell it. And if anyone's listening to me, if you want to make me an offer, you can, me. you can, uh, you can offer Anybody me something for that. But yeah. if not, my girlfriend should wear it, and hopefully she feels like she should, because it's cool. But anyway, I got the Drop 93 or Ring Jacket one because I love wearing a white jacket. I wore it a lot, just like my DB one. And so now that it's back, I'm trying to make it this year. I want to wear it more often. And mm, something nice. I realized that we didn't really talk about is you know, when people wear white, they usually do sharp contrast, right? They usually do it with, um, you know, with black tie, dark trousers, right? Or when it's white pants, wear it with a dark jacket, you know, with a navy jacket, whatever. It feels very yeah. naval. Or you wear the full thing. I kind of want to do this year leaning into doing tonal stuff with white. So okay. recently, recently I wore my white single person sport coat with khaki Gurkha shorts. And it kind of, I mean, maybe some people didn't like it. I know it's kind of jarring, but I loved it. I thought it was really hmm. cool. I love the idea of like this white jacket with khaki and the khaki mm-hmm. Gurkha shorts are like a true like military, like khaki. They're not like, they're like, I guess maybe like darker honey or whatever, which again, people might think is a little too close. Like it's not enough contrast, but I thought that was super, I I, I loved it. It was really great. I wore it with a white and red, but it was like a red pencil stripe. So like the white was still the main part of the color, but the uh, red and white stripe OCBD um, wore it with cream socks and white suede penny loafers. And I like Some that. Little I loafs? I, yeah, I, I thought that was really cool to kind of match different shades that most people would probably just, again, lean further to contrast. Um, but I thought that was really cool. So maybe you guys will see me wear, you know, my my white jackets with, um, you know, khaki trousers and, or, or vice versa, where I wear like a khaki jacket with white pants, which I feel like is a bit better. You know, again, it kind of it kind of can feel like you're trying to make a a fake suit like what people will do with like mismatching shades of like navy but i think it's kind of a fun intentional choice i think white is strong enough where there's there's always going to be contrast but not Uh doing too much of a stark contrast so overall i feel like the message here is that white is great it has a lot of fun connotations i think it's cool to like the article from slate said that you know you can dress in service of something or referencing something like i think for me, it is a little bit of like, uh, you know, David Hockney, um, Esquire Man, Great Gatsby, yeah. and well, you know, I mean, it's yeah, it, it's just kind, of, it's just kind of funny that this is like a color that uh, is. I I, th- I feel like a lot of guys might be like scared to wear just like all white or something, mm. but like as we kind of said, I feel like it's so easy to wear. It just goes with everything. It looks good. It makes it makes me feel good. Yeah, yeah, it makes it's... Bustin makes me feel good. You know, I, I feel like it should be more emboldened to do that. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like, there, I mean, it takes a, it definitely takes a personality, it takes a, a special approach to doing this, but I think it's definitely rewarding. And if you think that your wardrobe, if, if it's foundational to your style, as in you can see yourself wearing this more than once and breaking it up, I think a white suit is great. Otherwise, white pants, no brainer. Uh, white jacket, 
underrated. I know uh, I tried to sell my um the 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 Ralph Lauren belt back uh to mm-hmm. James and he said it felt like he was wearing a lab coat too much. Mm-hmm. Um and I guess that that's that's fair, you know. I feel like if if you are wearing it, you know, with like slacks or whatever, but I feel like leaning into like the dandiness of it a little bit, you know, wearing it with a tie or wearing it with like an open collar shirt, I feel like really gets into it, you know. Again, there mm-hmm. is Saturday Night Fever, and maybe yeah, maybe I will wear my white suit despite it's like ten inch hem and full leg, huh. wearing it with yeah. like a black shirt and boots, you know, kind of just. Because well, I mean, we, it... we didn't really talk about this, but I feel like wide fits just lend themselves to white suits better. Like it's I mean, it's more flowy, it's more you know, it's more breezy. I mean, yeah, white uh, is such a severe thing. Yeah, it's so yeah. severe that you want to offset that like intentionality with like slouch exactly. to it. You know, you can't. Oh, a, a slim fit white suit feels now you're, I mean, slim fit in general, overly slim fit or skinny fit feels a little bit too much like hustle culture or hashtag mentor uh-huh. or entrepreneur, but a big white fit feels like I don't give a, like, I don't care, you know, I don't Not that, give a shit. Like, you know, it feels frumpy while still being very pointed towards something. You know, that, that's like, yeah. you know, when you see the photos of Tom Wolf doing it, like clearly he's a guy who cares a lot. I mean, he, he writes books, he makes something out of nothing. But he feels he looks so at ease wearing the white suit, and that that should yeah. be like the, the goal. And like you said, I think the silhouette definitely is a factor factor into that. Um, not well, gonna lie, I, I, photos of Niles Crane wearing like the I mean it's not the white suit, but like the white linen shirt with white linen pants, epic, so good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I can't remember what book it, it was that he was writing, but I remember reading that Tom Wolfe would like for for research would infiltrate uh, college parties. Um, but he, this was when he was still like wearing his like white three piece suits and everything. He wouldn't dress up as a college student or anything. He would just show up, and he said that he, you know, still able to talk to people, still able to do research and stuff like that. Yeah, it's not. But it's just so really funny to imagine yeah. like a middle aged guy just showing up to a college party in like a white three piece suit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I and mean, again, the key there is just to be a cool. I mean, we said it with the rule of cool. Like, just be cool. Like, don't don't. You don't have to affect some kind of personality when you're wearing a white suit. I mean, it might make you feel fancy, but you don't have to be like, "Oh, hello, I'm wearing a I'm just hello. A white suit. hello." What if you just yeah. sound like that? What if you're a total casual guy, but you're just like, "Hello, what if hello." Hey guys, we all, all dress like Frankie it, Foster lately. <laughs> She's sexy. Yeah, I want to have sex with a tune. <laughs> you know, you oh can look up uh, pictures for free on the internet, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that there you go. Those are free too. Um, <laughs> speak, thinking Speaking of creating of something out of nothing, you know. Yeah. I'll, I'll just draw Jessica Rabbit doing what uh, doing what I want, right? Yeah. And the, guess the, where we're gonna pay, post that? <laughs> the Patreon. That's right. Uh, thank you guys for listening. I hope you guys enjoyed this crazy wacky episode on the white suit, white jacket, and a little bit about the white pant. Um, if you guys like, if you want to join in the totally slutty and smutty discussion clothing <laughs> hey i just wrote an article about why seduction is important from okay. clothes That's uh you, you should be seduced um but you can go to patreon.com slash down direction uh five dollars a month gets you access to our discord where um our fans uh, are totally hanging out it's not it's not you know it's not uh, imperative you know people still submit to sad head thursday without yeah. being a patron so it's totally fine yeah. Um, but it's if you the do want to, place on the internet. Yeah, but if you want to, you can be on. You can join us on Patreon. It also gives you access to our bonus episodes where we cover stuff like Spencer's New York trip, uh, movies like Live by Night. Ba- okay, bad movies oh, like yeah. Live by Night, uh, and good movies like 
the player or what's the good like, back to the future chinatown there we go that's a good one we did there you go um so let's uh, let's fun there and if you want to increase the fun for us you give us ten dollars a month and only a select number of people do that and who are they mj who are we thanking for the ten dollar tier our sidecast fanatics, Austin Malat, Shane Curry, Philip Grigard, Henrik Wilberg, Jerk Collian, and Alexander Batten. Thank you all. We appreciate you guys so much. Um, will you, uh, hope, hope everyone has a, has a great summer. Hags, right? Have a great summer. Hags. Haggy. Haggy. Ha- Haggy uh, we'll the see. Dark Clown. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually Saggy the Dark Clown. He has a left. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of an evil clown. Yeah. Oh, speaking of Renaissance Fair, we should do a bonus on the Renaissance Fair. The back should be kind of Actually, yeah, maybe about the evil clowns that we see. Yeah, and the. <laughs> well, I don't. I don't want to say it, but you, I okay. think the guys know exactly what I'm talking about at the Renaissance Fair. I don't know if I since mentioned the photo, but there was a competition for the thing we were talking about. Okay. <laughs> yeah, crazy stuff. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. Bye-bye. 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 Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye.